are tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody. You are watching and listening to AfterBuzz TV Spotlight On. I'm Jason Eichler, and joining me today is the guy we're listening to right now, Ryan Cabrera. Yeah, dude. So, new single, House on Fire, out on iTunes right now. Yeah, it came out today, actually, this morning. Very exciting. It was. I love the bridge of the song. That's, like, my favorite part. The breakdown? Yeah, when you break it down, that's call, kind of, calling I mean, that, all the people. That essentially, yeah, that's essentially, like, the, the meaning of the song is kind of underlined, like, in that area. Yeah. It's really what it's about, just bringing everybody together to, to live life and... Live it on fire. Live it on fire. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to rewind back to the days of you living in Texas. We'll go through your whole career. Okay. But what made you first want to get into music? Uh, Honestly, it was Dave Matthews. I mean, I always listen to music. I love music. But I was like, when I was young, I was like hip hop, you know. Okay. I'd listen to like metal. And then, uh, and then Green Day, like, I was into, like, the punk scene for a while, just kind of jumping around from scene to scene. And then uh, when I saw him play for the first time, that's when I was like, I, I want to be that guy. Okay. I was like, I want to do that. So that was when I picked up the guitar and started copying his dance moves, and then uh, started copying pretty much everything he did. Uh, I would just mimic him and be like, I just want to be exactly like him. And then you know, along the way, you kind of figure out who you are and what kind of artist you want to be. And uh, that that was kind of what happened. When you started writing songs, was it sort of as you were playing guitar you started writing, or how did that work? Uh, well, what was funny is when I started, I had a band. Uh, they were called Rubik's Groove. Okay. It's a mind-boggling groove for anybody who's wondering where... YouTube that. <laughs> uh, my keyboard player came up that he wasn't stoned at all when he came up with Rubik's <laughs> Groove. And we were we were awful. And I'd written songs, but I never actually wrote them down. Okay. So every time we performed, it was always different. So I just made up the words kind of as, as I went along. And then when, as I got older, I actually started to actually, you know, get into the lyrics and depict, you know, songs apart and... Uh, get into the songwriting process. When did you write the first song that you would actually play for people? Um, it was a battle of the bands uh, when I was, I want to say, nineteen, twenty years old, okay. right around there. Is your is your family musical at all? No, ju- uh, just no my brother plays a little bit, but not not uh, not too much. No, my dad, my dad's from Colombia, South America, so he, he his that was always like the Latin side of music. You know, Chris, yeah. Christmas for me is salsa music. Oh, okay. And, and then my mom, she's like country, so. And you're and like then folky I just, pop, I guess. Dude, you well, call it. Now, now, yeah. But at the at the time when I was growing up, you know, kind of getting their influences, it was I was into like metal and just, you know weird stuff. That's kind of cool, though. So then, talk to me about how you decided to come to LA and pursue music that way. Um, I was uh, I was playing a show at the Hard Rock, just an acoustic show. I, and I, I was, this was when I was taking every single show I could. I was playing, you know, Mexican food restaurants, <laughs> playing, you know, empty bars for like a bartender, just any kind of gig that I would. Uh, be able to do I would do and uh, so I got a gig at the Hard Rock somehow and I, I was performing and uh, Joe Simpson at the time uh, he was in Texas I think I don't know maybe something for Jessica or whatever but he saw me play and uh, talked to me after the show he's like alright you're gonna move to LA you're gonna move in with me and my family 
and we're gonna take you and we're gonna you know we're gonna go to the labels and all that, all that stuff and i was like what was, at the time i was i just started uh like a what do you call it not community college but just you know not a like a college college okay you know the kind that you don't have to go to class uh, I'm what college. College. <laughs> yeah yeah university of phoenix oh, i was just gonna right say that they're sponsoring this episode. Episode. <laughs> uh, uh so he so i literally like a week later uh i moved to la oh wow i didn't even have a pair of shoes with me i just had sandals and you know a bag with some clothes and uh, i moved in with the simpson family and uh just started singing for you know all the labels and joe would take me around and bring me to the parties and stuff kind of get me used to the la scene that's cool it's pretty overwhelming yeah one week to be you know in that school just playing acoustic gigs to so the next week you know living with the simpson family and uh being in the, the, the la lifestyle is pretty wild so then they sort of featured you heavily in the reality shows too. Mm-hmm. Did that ever worry you that maybe you wouldn't be taken as seriously as an artist? Uh, no, because I, I was pretty naive at, you know, at that point. Yeah. I was so new to like the whole, uh, to in the reality stuff, like the newlyweds was kind of like the start the of like of that thing. kind of yeah. style of show. So we didn't really know what was to come of that. We, you know, I thought it, I was like, dude, this is going to be terrible. It's like, I was like, this is gonna be boring as hell. It's Jess and Nick, uh, and it ended up being this huge show. And then, of course, you know, MTV wanted to do Ashley's show, and that was right the the period when me and Ashley uh, started dating. Yeah, and uh, we it was we didn't know what was gonna come of it. You know, really, it was just they followed us around, and it was fun. And that was when you know reality was actually real. And okay, so like, it was actually yeah. Real the, back then. W- then we just we just went off the cut. Like whatever we did, they just followed us. Okay. And so the things that we said, like we're actually like real stuff. Like when we fought, like we actually were fighting and when we, you know, would make out, we actually were making up. So it's not like some of the later shows where you're, you have to choreograph. You're told how to fight. Yeah. And, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So we didn't know what was going to cut. So for me, I was just like, Oh, this is cool. It's just me and my girlfriend. But on the other side, all I really am is, is a musician. I didn't know that people would be like, Oh, Hey, you're the dude from that show. And yeah. It was, it was really just kind of a, a whirlwind of, Weirdness. I was like, I know. Is that a, that's like a weird like blurb on your resume that you'll always was, be like very, from the Ashley. It was very show. sure. Yeah, because, but I mean, I understand why, and it was cool because people got to get to know you. So it was yeah. the first time to where, like, I had uh, on the way down just starting to do really well at radio when the show came out. So people got to know the artist instead of just the song. They'd be like, "Oh, I know Ryan. Like I yeah. saw. Like, oh my god, they're you know, uh, I I loved him or I hated him on the show. You know, whatever." But it kind of put a face and a personality to that song, and then. um it was weird, kind of, but when the second single, when True came out, and True did well also and charted, um, for people to still be like, oh, hey, look, you know, it's actually He's not a one-hit wonder. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, I'm like, wait, 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 I have two, you know, top five singles out right now, and, and you're, you're wanting to talk about this uh, reality show. Like, so, uh, you guys still together, all this stuff? And I'm like, but I have two songs. I want to play for you. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you know, it's hard to do. I saw you actually open on the reality tour with Jessica. Yeah, that was the Back very, in the very, Detroit, yeah. Michigan. Yeah. It was, was, it was a good show, though. You did good. That was fun. Yeah, those, those were that was like the introduction to, you know, the craziest. Because at the time, like the label wasn't really all like crazy about my yeah. like, me or my record. You know, because the guy who signed me got fired like a month after. Oh, so uh, they were just like whatever. So Joe, you know, put me on tour with Jess, and the reaction from those shows was pretty pretty crazy because i would i would go like right after i played i'd go hand out. i don't know if you remember but i'd be like i'm gonna be at section 239 i have 300 cds here like samplers and i'm gonna go personally hang them out and then literally like the entire amphitheater would like clo- so close cool. to that thing and you would just watch the whole place empty out and because of that reaction i think all the, the label was like oh wait we'll go behind we love you yeah we're like no no no. we always knew you're gonna be big uh so because of that that tour is kind of what helped them 
realize that this could be a big record. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So then you've had sort of ups and downs with labels in your career, and Uh now you're signed to a capital... Dynamite, Dynamite, yeah, Dynamite, Caroline. And you're the first. I am, under the Dynamite uh, label, yeah. Is that a lot of pressure? Uh, no, because I no. for for me like I uh, uh, the pressure for me was making the record like making the best record uh, where like from front to back I love every single song yeah. I love every part of it and uh, all those details that was really the pressure and now that I finished uh, the pressure's off now I get to just have fun and do stuff like this and actually get to perform the music which is what I've been waiting for for like six years now to put out a record and actually get to play this new stuff for people instead of playing you know an hour and a half of the old stuff yeah because the last full record was in 2008 right yeah 2008 so when did you actually because i'm obviously you toured in that time and uh-huh. did the web series and stuff when did you actually start writing the new album uh well i started immediately after i mean i was i'm kind of always writing okay but it didn't get real till i think 2012 okay. I wrote with uh nathan chapman out in nashville oh wow and we it, it, like, that was what sparked it and uh, it, it was it was fun because my manager at the time was like, "Okay, go to Nashville. You're gonna write in one day with Nathan Chapman, and then come back." He's like, "Come back with hit." I'm like, "Wait, what?" I was like, "I got one day. Like, I don't know. You know, usually it takes weeks pressure. and weeks and weeks." And we wrote, and and I hit him, and I was like, "All right, remember that song you wanted?" I was like, "I just wrote it, and that's this is the beginning of the rest of the record." So everything else from that point is a scratch. I just got rid of all of it and just you know kept writing and writing. Okay. And so were you already with the new label at that point, or you were... I was not. No. Okay. So no, you were I just, writing I, the I wanted, I wanted to pretty much make the record, as opposed to going around and being like, hey, I'm making a new record, who wants to get on board yeah. with this? I wanted them to see, nowadays, like the way the music business is, people need to kind of get, like, force-fed, you know, what it is. They Not too many people are left in the business yeah. with, like, the ears to say, okay, here's a really crappy demo that I did on my computer... I, I can hear the songs that hit through this demo. And unfortunately, there's not too many people who can do that anymore. Yeah. So I wanted to make the record, make it sound as, you know like a record that was you know, done with biggest budget you know on the planet, and then turn it in and be like, here it is. So here's the vision. Uh, so that's pretty much how we did it. Do you feel because when you started in the industry, people were still buying albums, and it wasn't all about you have to have the single yeah, do weird. really well. Yeah. Um, how do you approach that now? differently since I've, everything is online i've always been an, an album dude and i always will be for me the last song is just as important as the single just because uh, as a fan of music and, and cds most of the my favorite songs are you know track 11 and track 12 yeah. the songs that most people aren't going to hear and the, the part that sucks is that you know people are so focused on just the single that they don't even know the rest of the record they'd be like oh my god i love this artist and it's like okay but they only know two songs yeah. from the artist They're like oh it's one of my favorite new singers but you don't you don't really know who that singer is until you until you hear the whole album so for me it's important to make an, a full album but and, and but it's also kind of cool because you know people could just pop in singles whenever they want like they could write you know come out with three singles off this record and write something in between and be like all right, guys, we should put this out because this okay. is a really good song that I just wrote yesterday record it tomorrow and it be out in a month which you know you couldn't really do before yeah. you had to set up the record and if you wrote something new that you wanted to put out quickly you had to wait you know years before you were able to do it so in that sense you know I look at it not as like this sucks kind of thing but I do like to encourage you know anybody at least you know our fans be like get the record because the record is uh, is what really speaks about you know where I'm at now 
Okay. And tell me a little bit. I know you worked with Travis from We The Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, who else have you worked with on this album? Travis Clark. Um, who else? I worked with uh, Paul Blair, DJ White Shadow. He did uh, the last two Lady Gaga records. Oh, okay. And uh, Justin Gray. Who did He's done like Amy Winehouse, Joss Stone. Um, I wrote a song with my buddy Evan Ross. Oh, wow. So we have a song together. Uh, he's going to do backgrounds on it. And then um, a couple of other people, like Blake Lewis. He was on Idol. He killed it. Um, he came to do some backgrounds. I just, I, you know, I really called a lot of friends and, yeah. and brought him in, so they're all part of the record, which is pretty fun. And then me and Travis wrote that song together. I was like, "Dude, your voice sounds awesome. Sing on it." And he's like, "Okay, that's like, cool." Right. That was easy. I was like, "Awesome." You guys sort of have. I know. I saw you and Hunter Parrish have done stuff together too. Uh-huh. You guys, oh, yeah, me and Hunter sort of got like this. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. Me, Hunter, me, Hunter, uh, Ash, who was in the thing. Kevin McHale is on. You know, do Glee. Yeah. We all we all grew up in the same uh, little camp, little vocal camp. Oh. We all had the same voice teacher and Jessica too. Oh, that's cool. It's like a they're very like, that's Nashville what's weird. scene in Hollywood. Yeah, they're they're younger than me. So when they came out and to see like Kevin doing so well in Glee and then Hunter doing Weeds, I was like, what? I was like, they were just the babies. Guys. Now that's all grown awesome. up. So, do you have plans to tour the album once it comes uh, yeah, out? Yeah, 2015 is. Okay. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna focus mainly on, on House on Fire for a while okay. and really do a lot of radio promo for that. And then uh, me and uh, another buddy of mine is we're gonna go on a tour together. Okay. Um, and talk to me lyrically about what your stuff is based on. Are you something the like, songwriter where like something shitty happens and then you pick up your guitar and cry and write a song, uh, or are you no, more like a really. studio writer? More of a studio writer, but whenever certain scenarios go down, like in my life, which is very weird and dramatic, and yeah. a lot of silly things happen, I, I I kind of note that I'm like, ah, all right, that's a song. Okay. Uh, this record is mainly very happy and upbeat and positive, and um, I don't think there's well, I think there, there might be like one, two sad songs on the whole record. Okay. Uh, but other than those two, it's a very like top down party with your friends get together everybody just have a good time kind of record that's fun mm-hmm. um so would you ever do we have all these shows like the voice or idol and if you uh, hadn't gotten into the industry that way do you think you would ever do a show like that uh probably not it depends so do i have the knowledge that i have now of what the music business is like or yes. do i have no knowledge um you're you've never been in the industry so so i have no knowledge no of knowledge what at the all. business is like or what yeah. happens then yeah probably but but probably not it's it's hard to say cuz that's not really what i do i yeah. really you know just sing other people's songs i for me like the reason why i do this is because i get to put a piece of me in music and that's okay. you know kind of what driving other people uh, cuz a lot of those times you know you do the sh- the the shows and you don't really have a choice of what you do you yeah. know, right away obviously you know at some point you know, people get to the point where they can't. Like Kelly Clarkson, you know, now can pretty much do whatever she wants. Yeah, because she proved, you know, she proved herself. Daughtry also, but most of them, it's like, okay, here's your single. So that I would be already off the bat. Like, okay, no, I'm not singing someone else's song. It's my single because whatever. That's just not who I yeah. am. And then after that, it's like, okay, here's your record. We got these songwriters to write you a song. These songwriters to write you a song. Because I'd be like, well, what if I don't, you know, like this song, or what if I don't relate to the song, or uh, those things. So in that sense, definitely not. Okay, but if you don't know any better, yeah, it's kind of like gotta get in, you gotta get. Well, in. yeah, it, you know, and it's, it's it's also very easy to get lost when the show's done because people are their attention span is so. Okay, what's the next? You know, the the second those shows end, they're already you know, tr- you're already wondering you know who's going to be on the next season. 
That's funny. And you've done a lot of like drama reality shows. I know you said the Ashley Simpson show was real. Uh-huh. Then you're on the Hills. Uh, uh-huh. That was more of a. I think they've come out and said that show is fake. Oh yeah, yeah. Was I, that- I was saying it while we were filming it. Oh really? Oh, oh, that's yeah. funny. Oh yeah, yeah. Aldrini used to. She would want to kill me because I'd be on radio. Because for me, I didn't give. You know, I, I don't care. Cause yeah. It's not my show. I was only doing it because she, you know, asked me. You know, m- like for a year and a half to do the show because they wanted me to do it, and I wouldn't. But then eventually. A long story how I got they would do they would kind of like film us from afar slowly get it in there and then MTV would come and be like dude we already have so much footage of you anyway yeah I'm like okay that's a little creepy but yeah uh, so I just did it. so eventually I did not knowing what I was really getting myself into oh okay so when we got there and it was like day one of filming uh, for me like I, I started you know just being myself and like say you know how me and Audrina really were in real life and then they would they'd be like cut <laughs> right like right day one just <laughs> say not. that again <laughs> like no, no no well they'd be like can you uh can you actually talk about uh blah 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 blah, blah when they you know what happened this last time you guys were all hanging out and I was like I was like well first off I don't even know who that is because at the time I didn't know I knew I knew Lauren just for even before the show yeah just for being friends and Kristen also but the other people on the show I didn't even know I didn't know their names I didn't know really anything about them. Okay. So I, was, I was like, I don't really want to say anything about them because I don't know them and I don't even know what I'm talking about. But then uh, we weren't getting anywhere. Yeah. So I'd be like, okay, well, we're going to be here all day if, you know, we don't, we just need you to say one thing about this. And so I'd be like, okay, blah, 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 blah. And they'd be like, all right, perfect. And then, and then we'd switch up scenarios and then, you know, we would, we'd have the, like, I'd show up to the house and be like, can you look a little more mad when you get to the door? And I'm like, <laughs> What? You're an actor now. I'm like, I'm like, wait, why? And they're like, it, 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 it'd be great, it'd be great. I'm like, uh, okay, so I'd have to pretend to be mad at the door, and then they're like, okay, can we film it? You happy this time? Because they didn't know what like what yeah. scenario they were going to go with. If they were going to do like, they break up with you, or if you break up with them, or which oh, one? So they want options, options of, yeah, all the different scenarios, or you hate this person, no, you love this person, so they have different uh, ways to. From what what I learned later, that's uh, how they wanted to, you know spin the storyline so it's definitely very different you've kind of like lived out the when reality TV was actually real up until now where it's like so overproduced it's it's really hard to do now when you've done you know before or if you have any sort of (laughs) dignity at all and don't want to don't want to talk about people you don't know well that's why you write music right yep so tell everybody but we made sure we made sure too we're like okay here's the deal I'm in the studio I'm working on your record so I'll film that those scenes you guys can come to me whenever you want and I'll film you know and and we can film it there oh that's good I I was like I want it to be for me if I'm doing I'm a musician I'm Uh not you know whatever I don't know I don't know what most of the kids do there but whatever (laughs) I think that's the million dollar question whatever whatever that is that's not me you know I'm a musician first and a singer you know would you ever consider I know you write with a lot of other people Mm -hmm. giving your songs away to other artists Uh, I I write for other people sometimes If if it's a song that you know it doesn't fit, you know, my record. Most of the songs I write, like, I'm, I'm still proud of and I still yeah. love them as songs, but they just didn't necessarily fit the the record. So, uh, yeah. Okay. And I ask everybody this. What are your top three albums of all time? Oh, boy. If we had to pick three. Um, well, I know one is O, Damien Rice. Okay. Uh, we'll do we'll do In the Lonely Hours, Sam Smith, the current one. That's a good one. And then uh, we'll say, oh, man. Uh, say Graceland. Graceland? Yeah. Okay. I can actually kind of hear all of those influences in you. So that's good. Love it. Good thing. Okay. Love so it. you're going to play your new single. Yeah. It's called House on Fire. Mm-hmm. Casa and en Fuego. Casa. Oh. For our Spanish listeners. Are we going to do a, um, 
Spanish version of the album, too? Yeah, I should. You might as well. Um, tell us a little bit about the lyrics and stuff behind the song. Uh, so House on Fire is basically, um, it, I mean, it's just a song about living, living, the, just living life, you know, having a good time, you know, looking at, uh, enjoying, you know, the moment while you have it and not so much worrying about any sort of future, but just worrying about what you're doing in the, at that moment and, um, enjoying other people, you know, like the, you know, like the bridge that, you know, calling, you know, you know, the dreamers and all the disasters, um, you know, uh, calling all the ones who make the world turn faster. Just anybody. It doesn't matter, you know, you know what ethnicity you are. You know what your personality is like. Whether you know, you're ner- it's really about just being yourself and, and being happy with that and uh, using that to your advantage. You know, if you're dorky, you're dorky. Own that. Be yeah. dor- if you're, you know, the, the good looking, you know, and you're very, you know, personal. Own that and do it and, and run with it. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're all the same. Let's just uh, live life. Preach. Yeah. This is like church opera. Yeah. Okay, this go, is sister, go. Ryan Cabrera with House on Fire. Hey, what's up? I'm Ryan Cabrera and the Shrimp Shack Shooters, my backup man. And uh, this is House on Fire, which is out now on iTunes. So check it out. Talk about us like we're the ones We can be untouchable while we're young And laugh about it when we're dead and done You and me were automatic You and me, we can say we had it all We can burn hotter than a house on fire Try to take us, we will go. We could be the kings and queens of hope. When everything is bought and sold, in the end, you're the only thing that's cold. You and me are automatic. You and me, we could say. Faster. 
Good job. It's a fun song. Thank you. So, album tentatively next year. Yes. Right now, it's uh, we're hoping for uh, you know like a second quarter release. Okay. So, not sh- you know we're not positive. Yeah. It changes every. I remember when I, when I made my first record. Uh, I made it when I was twenty one. It didn't come out until I was twenty three. I was like, <laughs> what? What goes on in the music yeah, business? I was like, well, yeah, exactly. That was when I learned really, real quick. Well, singles on iTunes now. Yep. Everybody buy that. House Thank you so much fire. for coming in today. Hashtag House on Fire. Hashtag House on Fire. Yeah, Hashtag that. <laughs> um, and everything else is RyanCabrera.com. Yep. Awesome. Thanks for coming in, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah. It was fun. If you guys want more from AfterBuzz, you can follow us at AfterBuzz TV on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find me at Jason Eichler. Thanks for watching. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. Get it? You later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.